Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by responsibly vodka and norman's electronics and now we kick it last week kyle quit the band now we're back together Uh, misunderstanding didn't understand it doesn't matter now we're back together again la 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 couldn't split up kato and nash that's true. There you go. Couldn't split up tiny boy. I stole someone's muff. That's right. The audio fun bag. Chapter 43. Does that word turn you on like it does me? A little bit. Now, it would have been better. Merkin, actually, is the one that makes me laugh and giggle more That's so. That's a wig made of pubic hair or for your pubic region? Is that yeah. Correct? That was back in the, uh, the era where we dealt with so many lice and crabs and things like that that people would instead, in polite society... Shave themselves down there, but wear a merkin so as to look normal when they were out and about doing their thing. By the way, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Enjoy. Uh, drink responsibly. And uh, Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. Book service online 24-7. Or just give them a call, 770-451-5057. Been taking care of you in Atlanta and your electronical equipment since 1955. I was wondering how long I could keep you talking about pubic hair before you actually hit the sponsors. Well, I'm sure our sponsors are completely happy that we did that. Isn't it weird that we've gone, by the way, from like, because I think when your dad and my dad grew up, like the bush was the thing. Oh, yeah. Like how crazy bearded could it look? <laughs> like, back- could, it, could it look like some sort of like crazy clown hair? And now it's like, no, we don't do that anymore. But back then, like in the 17th century, I'm guessing it was the 17th century, because like when you say wigs and merkins, I think of like... George Washington with his white hair, and then he's got a Merkin down below. I'm going to look up when the Merkin first showed up on the scene. That's where I imagined that, like, the Merkin was being used. So we went from shaved back then in the 17th century to, like, the 1970s and 60s, just bush, to nowadays where everything's clean and shave again. You actually turn that into an ad. Bush. Oh, wait. They they go against responsibly vodka. Responsibly vodka. See, that's better off. You did that much, much better. Let's see the origins. Um, what did four, you look at? 1450s. Okay, I was I was close. Yeah, dates the origin of the pubic wig to the 1450s. Now, is it 1450 BC or AD? Uh, of course, you know the answer to that. According to the publication, <laughs> this is the Oxford Companion to the Body. Women would shave their pubic hair for personal hygienic and to combat 
public lice. Like I told you, that was the reason why. I know so many things about so many useless pieces of information. Not enough, though, to help us win in Trivial Pursuit against our wives. Uh, That's a lie. We'll talk about that uh, (laughs) actually coming up in the second segment. By the way, the Oxford English Dictionary first uses the term Merkin and describes what it is in 1617. So it's been around a while. M-E-R-K-I-N? Yes, M-E-R-K-I-N. Look it up at home, and kiddos, make sure you use the term Merkin. So (laughs) if you missed last week... When we were hosting Chuck and Chernoff, and why wouldn't you? It was Tuesday the 24th, like right before everybody was off. It was like nobody on the roads. No wonder they give us our own show. Yeah, you made an announcement, and you told everybody that you were taking some time away from the station, either leaving entirely or sabbaticaling. It just you wanted to kind of play it by ear. So I'm curious now Yeah, that we're on Wednesday. This is day three of <laughs> sabbatical day Hoyt. Where are we at right now? Like, how have you been filling your time? Because I know there's a lot of tweets. There's a lot of text messages. <laughs> there's a lot of, hey, guys, uh, just one, hey. And I'm like, well, aren't you supposed to be doing something? But- I still listen to the show. Like, you don't, like, I'm a fan of the show. I always get shit for, like, when we take on vacation days. Like, you listen to the show. Why would you listen on your vacation? Because I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of you guys. I'll listen, a, I'll listen a little bit, but there's a lot of times where all I want to do is turn my brain off because, and I'm not saying you have to do the same thing, but part of what happens when I get kind of burned out or looking forward to vacation is I basically take the entire station, the entire show, which I'm 100% committed to on a regular basis, I put it in the corner and I say, I'll see you in a few days because that level of of the work that I believe you and I put into what we do and how we do it, like you, part of the reason why you're feeling the way you are and what you're doing is because you and I would go home and start working again. Like we'd yeah. get kids to bed and we'd start working again towards something else. And when I get a chance to, to put that on the back burner, I put it way on the back burner. It, uh, I, I've been listening, but all right, here's what I've done. I have made sugar cookies. I've made gingerbread men, real and fake Christmas ornaments for my son. I've made Chex Mix. I put up all the lights. I put up the tree. I decorated the entire house. I've gone to Michael's, Bed Bath & Beyond, Pier 1, blah, blah, blah. I'm quickly starting to realize that once Christmas is over and I put everything away in the basement, I'm going to run out of things to do. (laughs) Yeah. See, part of me thinks that when you made this decision, and and you have your reasons— that you were thinking about the enormity of stuff that you and I typically have to do around the house. And when I get a random day off, like the amount of stuff I get done, I'm it's like incredible. I'm the most amazing husband in the world. All right, next week I'm going to list off and, and coming back from the beach with you guys, you and your family over Thanksgiving. We'll do that second segment. Lisa and I put together a comprehensive honey, list, a uh, very comprehensive honey list of honeydew things. Holy God. Now, when I do run out of this list, I'm screwed. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. But up until this point, like, I'm sitting there thinking as I'm putting up the lights yesterday, when the hell was I going to have time to put up the freaking lights? Right. Like, it, it, there was no, there was not going to be any tree this year, kids. And so, like, it, it is cool. I have spent a lot of time with my sons. And I, when I say we baked cookies and made, ch- I've done everything with him. And that's been cool as hell. And And it's stuff that... When we were over there on the big stick doing our show, like I got into that, I wanted that, and and I'm enjoying that, and Easter's not going to get here quick enough because there's not enough eggs that I can die in this world apparently uh, to keep myself entertained. But but for right now, I'm doing okay. You, you've you have been good. You have not checked in on me, Matt Edgar, our program director, has checked on in on me every hour. Well, you know why? <laughs> why? I told him how fucked up you are. <laughs> I was like, man, you don't understand. Like, he is totally effed up. Like, we're going to have to. But I have made it a point to keep the distance. 
because yeah. you and I have our podcast. Like we're going to get a chance to check in on this stuff. Everybody else kind of wonders, and and obviously they wonder. And we'll get into the second segment. I hate I hate to keep saying like in the next segment, in the next segment, but we'll get into vacation uh, beach time. You know, you, you can, and I got a chance to kind of be around one another, so it it's not a mystery to see you with your kids and how you are. In twenty twenty, screwed a lot of people up too. Like like this goes beyond me like this year yeah, has, like chuck is broken like <laughs> you, you should have seen him talking the other day he's like you know i know i was really concerned in march i'm like bitch you've been concerned now <laughs> i asked matt the other day like when are we gonna have this meat party where chuck's gonna cook us meat and all i was thinking is like is he gonna really allow six people into his home the same guy that Hell had a no. clean section of his counter and a dirty section and he would wipe off every single grocery that the guy dropped into his trunk i'm gonna tell the audience this story and i don't think that enough time has passed one time Chuck disappeared from the show for like five minutes because he got a delivery. This was right at the end of the show. It was right about 6.45. He popped back on the show. Oh, and we have him on Zoom, by the right. way. We so were that all way, on Zoom at the time. We can see Matt. We can see Chuck. They can see us. So at least we can interact during breaks and everything else. He comes back onto the show, and he ain't got clothes. <laughs> And we're wondering, as and now we can't see anything south of the equator, but we realize he doesn't have any clothes on. And all I'm thinking is, like, he said he had to go do something for about five, ten minutes. I'm yeah. like, did he go sneak one in? We were like, what did he do? <laughs> Good and, for you, Chuck. And we go, we go, dude, why don't you have any clothes? And in the most, like, like simple, direct Chuck way, he goes, well, I, I got a delivery. Like, well, what kind of delivery? He's like, oh, uh, food delivery, like like from Publix. And we're like, so how how are you naked? Chuck at the time, and to, maybe he's still doing this. You have to decontaminate. Would bring in all of his groceries to the clean <laughs> side of the house and the dirty side of the house, scrub them all down between that, and then basically burn his clothes. You know what he needed? Do you remember in like, like he was <laughs> naked because he had to get rid of his clothes after doing that? Do you remember in like eleventh grade chemistry? You had those tables, the big black tables, and everything else right. in the corner of the room. You had the eyewash center. And the little shower that would pour over you, and like just in case you got chemical <laughs> issues, yes, he needs one of those in his house where he just pours and ah, all the COVID is off me now. Where he just does the hands up in the air and he's getting sprayed <laughs> down. Like, like you ever remember? You ever see it on, like on the uh, the movie The Rock when they're trying to deal with the chemical gas thing, and then you know once it clears, he has to get sprayed down. Yep. Yeah, that's what what Chuck needs. We need to get him a pod. <laughs> Where he gets to stand in there and he gets hosed down so that he has de- been decontaminated. But 2020 has screwed a lot of people up, and whether it's you know friends losing jobs or everything, I I I I just wanted to be close to my family and my kids and everything else, and so uh, we're taking it day by day at this point. Like, I I think you know, I think Matt knows, I think everybody knows. I miss this place dearly, and it, I can't turn off the radio. Like, it's still my family, and I want to check in and everything else. And uh, and so, like, Tuesday is when we did that show. Tuesday night, I didn't sleep until, like, 2.45, and I was pretty sure I was having a heart attack. Like, oh, wow. I did not know what was did going on. This being the show last week when we did Chuck and yes, Turnoff. Yes, it was where I said, this is my final show, and I'm done and everything else. And I'm, I thought I was having, like, you start Googling, like, what does a heart attack feel like? Like, you're... Your face is droopy. You're having a stroke. <laughs> What's wrong with your face? <laughs> it's one of those things. And uh, and it wasn't. And I, I got to a point at 2.45. I was so tired. I was like, look, you're either going to wake up in the morning or you're not, but you got to go to sleep, dog. And honestly, what it was, it was it was a panic attack. Like mm-hmm. um, the, the weirdest thing, and I had this conversation with Lisa on Monday, um, my identity has gone right now. And that's, that's a weird freaking thing, dude. I tried to tell you 
because of, of having gone through this when I worked at the previous radio station, it was different when I when I left the ticket in Dallas, which was a really cool spot. And then you go and you start something new uh, over at the zone and it continues to grow and grow and grow. When you move on to the next thing, it's with the I, I took this identity with me and I'm going to now go take it and expand and do whatever I want over at the next place. When it gets taken away from you, and in a way, this was done where you you made the choice. I did. But there's a part of you that just disappears, and you have to kind of figure out, like, okay, how much do I value that part of me? And and for me, man, I, I my biggest thing was I love the idea of turning on a microphone, and here's some information, here's making you think, and here's making you laugh. And once that was gone, that weirded me out a bit. Yeah, my son doesn't have the same sense of humor that you and I do right now. No, no. So like me doing like drops to him, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Daddy, but I made a fart. Are, are you farting and doing uh, all the dad jokes? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I. <sighs> you want a cat joke? <laughs> Just, Just kidding. kidding. <laughs> yeah, that that spot Stupid airs all the time. Freaking PSA. The, the one thing that I am realizing right now is, and then granted, this may change next week. This may change in four weeks, whatever. Um... I'll, I'll feel like Santa Claus or Frosty the Snowman. I'll be back uh, again. So, like it, it, it's a part of me that's not gonna die. Um, I'll have to be back. I'll have to come back and scratch it. Um, but for the time being, I just I need some holy time. I need some family time. And 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 thank God they gave me an opportunity. And thank God my wife is rich. And so you know I got that opportunity too. Can I? I, I wanted to bring this up with you because this is <laughs> this is where I was I was thinking about this conversation last night. Uh, I'm I'm watching uh, just. Hand, I was catching up on all the Mandalorian, and I've got to watch a couple of other shows. And so last night, I, just, I stayed up to about one thirty, and I was I was thinking about this conversation, and I thought about this: if there's one place where I kind of feel jealous of my wife is that she has had all this time at home with our kids. Now, it's not always the easiest thing because the kids can be daunting, and and you send them off to school, and then they come back, and you're trying to get your Zoom meeting done or whatever else, and 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 that part. I was like, I get why Hoyt, who has spent the past eight or nine months watching his wife at home with the kids and thinking, you know what? I could probably come help out and do some stuff. I get why you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. I also didn't realize, though, how many temper tantrums my children actually throw. All day long. (laughs) All day (laughs) long. It's all freaking day long. Like, I was like... Hey, we got really good kids. Like, I think they only freak out like once every two weeks. And Lisa's like, no, you're not here. And that's, that's something I've had to deal with. But yes, you get a little jealous seeing your wife... There is some weird screwed up part of it that my nanny's raising my kids. That's weird to me. Like that's that's not normal in some way. And and like you're supposed to raise your kids. They're supposed to be a likeness of you, not the likeness of someone else. And when I hear them having those tendencies of my nanny, I'm like, that's weird to me. I feel like I need to step in. I just know because now my kids are in school. So I make it a point. I, I drive them to school in the morning. I'm not there until the evening, and then we get to hang out, talk, do our whole thing in the evening. And then the weekends are the weekends. Like uh, I, we're going uh, ice skating uh, Saturday, so that's going to be one of the things that we're going to do as a family. I hate ice skating. I know. I've already decided. I'm like I'm going to need like some <laughs> knee pads, and I'm going to need some elbow pads, and this is what we're going to do. But you realize that you have to kind of have this balance, and this is not the same for everybody because this is a little bit different for you. I need the balance of I'm at work, I'm doing my thing that fulfills for me, but then when I get that time, it has to be kick-ass. And that that's where I'm doing. Like, the last Monday, before we did our show, I bolted out of the station. You remember what I was doing? Trying to find that Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. All around town. Finally found it over in Buckhead, so I drove as fast as I could, eh, like 85, 
uh, over into Buckhead, picked it up, headed right over to my place over and coming, and started. My kids didn't even get a chance to like say like, "Oh, is that the tree?" Like the tree already was starting to get set up <laughs> because I realized. There's only so much time I have to set this thing up where then we can now enjoy put, put everything on the tree yeah. and enjoy it. And and so that was that important to me to go get it and then get home with it so that we could have that time. And so that that's that weird balance that I've, I've been trying to do. It's a it, it, it is weird, but I dude, there were so many people. And if you're listening, fine, whatever. If you're not, I don't care either. There were so many people that reached out. Not not saying like gonna miss you blah blah blah. Not that part. Screw that part. No, that, they were just supportive. I saw them. There were so many people that that's an awesome choice that you've made. That that good for you. Like hell, I walked in from the battery here, and you know we come down the stairs when we're in the parking deck and the orange deck. I almost run into a guy as I'm coming through, and he's got two of his friends with him. I walk past him, and he goes, "Hey, you're Hoyt, by the way, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I really admire what you did." Like that was cool as shit to me. Like, mm-hmm. um. There, there, I, so many people reached out. I, I was this for the longest time. I did my own career, and then I realized my kids were more important. That is the legacy you you leave in this world. It's not the hey mad at three o'clock. It's it's the legacy of your children. And so yeah, that we was, got some people missing that one. Yeah, well, it'll be a surprise when they come back. All I know, <laughs> I I all I know, you're in good hands, Keith. Is oh no, Keith is good. Keith Ibolito has been has been subbing in, and he's doing his thing, and it's been it, that part has been smooth. Obviously, there's some creative stuff that we haven't had. Man, I'm just going to finish up this segment with this. We got somebody at the station that has like a deviated septum. <laughs> oh, no. Like they don't breathe well. And I spend the entire day for at least several hours just going, oh, my God, like I will pay to fix whatever's going on with your face. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Because this- it is loud <laughs> and it is constant. And eventually that's all I hear in the room is just this. <laughs> Is this the person you texted me is the most annoying person in the world? He's not even meaning to be. He's not. I'm uh, Honestly, he didn't say a word today. Like, not a word. Just took care of the board, ran a tight board. Everything sounded good. But he was breathing. <laughs> and every time, like... Somewhere, Sorry. like the soul in my stomach starts to die. Like I look at my lunch and I'm like, I ain't eating that. I can't eat it. I'm just dead. and I'm I'm OCD like you, but mine are different. And one of them is if I just need some time to get something done, I just need a little bit of time to just turn my brain off and get it done. It's very hard to do. It's hard off to do. Yes, when, when I'm calculating. <laughs> And I'm, I'm I'm looking up I, today. I looked up Jeff Ireland's history. He's the assistant GM with the New Orleans Saints. He's one of the guys I've been like pushing for like the Falcons to consider. And right there, I'm trying to look up the 2005 Cowboy draft that he's responsible for. You and I are very simpatico. The fact that you can't smell anything and I'm a stinky human being, like it just works out. It it mends well. The fact that that man can't breathe and you have like. Excellent hearing. hearing. Yes, I have <laughs> ridiculous dog level hearing. Like my wife will, how'd you hear that? I'm like, oh, I'm just I hear because I can't smell anything, so I can hear everything. And that was that was the deal that's been messing with me. I even I even texted our boss, Matt Edgar. I go, in fact, in fact, here, let me just let me just share the text real quick. What did I you ask him for? Like a sleep apnea mask? What I said <laughs> I can't wait 
until you have to sit in a room with blank and his breathing issues. It will haunt your dreams. He wrote back, oh no, that bad? I wrote, it's awful. <laughs> now, maybe I'm just being sensitive, but yeah. So we got to get this thing sorted out. You need to get your time back. And then your quiet ass needs to get back over here since you left me with the Tony Soprano of breathing. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk about vacationing families in uh, Florida. It's David Holloway. I don't work here. I can say it now. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. This is uh, this is Buck Baloo, and I was working with Buck uh, one day, probably about seven or eight months ago, and there was a story of a, a boxer that we all know who had passed away, and Buck decided to take it a certain direction. And we're going to lead with some very sad news. Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker, world title Hall of Fame boxer, hit by a car in Virginia Beach last night, passes away at 55 years young. That was one of those guys that 20 years ago in boxing, every big event involved him. He was that good of a defensive fighter. He was a professional boxer from 1984 to 2001, and I don't believe anybody's hit him flush yet. No. Well, besides the car. No. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Baker Mayfield in the news. <laughs> It's the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, Chapter 43, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. I have been rocking my new Norman's Electronics t-shirt, the retro one from the 80s. It's actually really cool. So if you do get some service through uh, through Norman's Electronics, Jamie does say that he can throw in a t-shirt at a, at a discount. So that's for you to get hooked up on. Say cheese. Cheese! Are you taking a picture? Okay, yeah. great. 
Uh, I, I did want to bring this up as well. Make sure you like and subscribe, and also give us a rating because we haven't had one in a while. Yeah, did you see the like last the, one like we the, got? They're all like really complimentary, except for one. That last one, someone knock it down a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, we need like seven or eight more to come in and say I really like or don't like these guys. Yeah, because there was one guy that came. Hoyt sounds like that douchebag that just wanted to make his friends laugh in high school and would do anything, even the stupid stuff. But I like the show. I'm like, all right, is that accurate? A, yes, but B, can we get a few more, like, just comments under there, like, just say, like, hey, Los, or something like that, that knocks that one down, so that's not the first one people see. Hey, I like you guys. So, want to bring this up, as I teased ahead quite a bit. Yeah, you did. They can just fast forward, by the way. I know, this. I know. So, last week, you had told me on on Monday night, I think, yeah, Monday night, uh, yeah, we are... are Plans fell through. You had plans with your in-laws to get together that you had told me about a few weeks before, and then they got COVID crazy and decided they're not doing it. And I get it. I'm like, that's fine. You, you Stop watching the news. So then we went to the backup plan. Which was your parents. Yes, and then they watched the news as well. They watched the news, and they got all the fear porn they could handle and decided, <laughs> all right, we're not doing this. And I get it. They're older. Fine. Cool. So then it was just me, my wife, and my two kids. Let's cook a bird. And y'all planned on not actually cooking a bird, but getting a delivery service to drop you off like some meals you could heat. Oh, dude, we were going to go to Boston Market. Yeah, that's what your plans were. <laughs> and so I said, hey... Why don't you come on with us? Come on over it. And I told you, I was like, hey, we got room. You could sleep over. And your first response, do you remember what it was? No. You were like, why would I sleep over at your house? Like, I just go back to my house. <laughs> yeah. And I go, no, in Florida. So that's what we did. Uh, we, my wife and I went down Wednesday morning. We'd already, I'd already cooked the birds. We had the desserts that were already made. Started making a bunch of stuff. The Hoyt showed up Wednesday evening. And we were able to throw together a, a, a family Thanksgiving. My in-laws, who own a place uh, over in Port St. Joe, Florida, they showed up in town with my uh, my brother-in-law, and so we had a we had our own little small group thing. But I think the biggest takeaway was my wife doesn't know which amendment freed the slaves. Okay, that was really funny. <laughs> we played Trivial Pursuit, and for somebody who's so enlightened. Mm-hmm. Who so cares about the common man? Okay, and, and, it's my wife. Yeah, she didn't know anything <laughs> that had to do with government. Like it was just just giant question marks. Like it was funny how when they when we went through the uh, the chain of leadership, you know, if the president and vice president were to pass or have something, who is next in line for the presidency? And it was just like giant question marks. As you and I are both are like Speaker of the House, like immediately. Okay. I don't mean to get all political here, but she's got the same vote you do, and she doesn't know what the hell any of this stuff is going on. But that's the cool thing about America, and that's what I always... My wife and I just cancel each other out. So, outside of that, too, what'd you think of the turkey? Because you went... I, I told you, you gotta brine the bird so it's not like this... This, like, oh, it's overcooked, or it's dry, or it's this and this. And I know, and you can play it however you want... Multiple times you went back into that refrigerator to get yourself some turkey and some ham that I made you. Oh, you were loving the fact that I was fattening up down oh, there. Oh yeah, the I was like, I was like, have at it, keep getting it. Okay, I'm pretty sure you bought a 20 pound ham or something around there, and you did it on the Traeger. Yes, uh, I I did it while we were there. I'd gotten a a 20 pound ham because there was a people that were going to eat ham. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was me and your daughter. I ate 18 pounds, she ate two pounds. Yeah, she ate three or four pounds, and you ate the re- remainder of that. But I made it, I honey glazed it for you. Yes, you did. And so when that thing came out of there, like it, 
I just know that from everyone, like your wife, my wife, everybody was like, that smells amazing. I was like, yes, it does. So clearly the ham was a hit. The here's, ham was a winner. Here's my thing. I've never had good turkey. Like I heard Cellini talking about it last week. There's a reason we only make turkey once a year because nobody actually likes it. It's dry. It's That's, whatever. That is not correct. What I will say, and as a rebuttal, the reason why you never have good turkey is because good turkey takes seven to eight hours. And no, I'm not on a regular basis looking to take seven or eight hours to make something. It was the best turkey. Enjoy your compliment, okay? Yay. It was the best turkey I've ever had. All right, perfect. It's still turkey. It's still turkey. I get it. But it's but something it was, that takes that long. It was not dry. You could taste the flavor and everything else. It's still turkey. And I still put gravy on it, even though I ate a couple pieces by itself, just in the fridge, whatever. Because <laughs> you was, kept reaching over. And it, was, it was funny. So we're, we're down there at my place, and, and you open the fridge, and I was I was grabbing something else out of there. And you're, you just go, where's the turkey? And I'm like, oh, yes. I didn't say anything. I was just like, he's going back. for This is the day after. It's like Friday. You're like, I need more turkey. Well, that's the best part is eating after. So, like, I felt, I felt terrible. I was the one rummaging. Like, there was foil on top, and I was the one who would always rummage through and just grab pieces and just eat them on the go. You guys are setting up nice plates, and I'm like, nope, I'm just going to keep grabbing you COVID, be- whatever. I have antibodies. I can touch anybody's food I want to. You became the raccoon of the house uh-huh. where you would just go dig around. Now, here was the other fun parts that we got into. We tried to explain to Hoyt that – because he was talking about, oh, I might, you know, do this or I might do this. And we we're like, well, there are bears around. You're like, bears? We're like, yeah. And, and the snakes are dormant, but, you know, there's snakes and bears. And he's like, uh uh-uh. uh. And then I think, I don't think you went outside at night anymore. Yeah, I didn't because you took me down to Mexico Beach. Oh, I'll- yeah. What'd you think about Mexico Beach? Well, okay. That place. Wow. Yeah. That, that got turned upside down. But on your way there, there is a sign for watch for bears. And I was like, all right, he ain't he ain't screwing around anymore. Like, they're, they're bears. There's little bears. There's little brown bears. They're not little. There's no such thing as a little bear. They're like, like those are cubs, or it's like something that wants to eat you. That's the difference. They're like they're like 25, 30 pound bears. Mm-mm. Like, I mean, I might mess you up. You make it sound bit. like Winnie the Pooh is just hanging out outside your house. That's not what it is. You're just sitting it's there a, with a thing of honey. It's a thing with claws <laughs> and teeth. And the reason it goes into your trash can and pulls out all the leftover turkey is because it can't get inside your house. If it could, it would have eaten you and your two daughters and then my children. And I think you noticed it too. One of the houses down the street, how they had their entire trash can turned over. I was was like, bear. Because of a freaking bear. So I wasn't going outside anymore after that. It's an interesting area of Florida where you do mix up all. Now, now you don't get the alligators or anything else like that in that area as much. Like every now and then you'll get like the hybrid one that's like a sand one, but not very often. But why why everywhere in the state of Florida there is something that wants to kill you? There is an animal that wants to kill you, it, it, whether it's an alligator or I think it's like episode eight. If you go back to episode eight, we talked about the pythons and the Everglades that people release there. Or freaking bears on the panhandle. Why does that state just want to kill you? Because it's just so exotic. That's why. No, I think it's. I think it has to do with like God when He makes these beautiful places like Florida, which you is a beautiful place. Add some danger. You got to add some California. Guess what? Beautiful sunsets. You also might fall off the side of a mountain because of an earthquake. Right. Things like that. You've got. Whereas in Kansas, you really don't have anything that'll kill you because it's just like corn. Yeah, but that's that's you're talking about Tornado Alley. So if you have like a nice plot of land, you'll see it coming, but it's going to tear everything apart. Yeah, but you see it coming like bears hide in the shadows. They're what, like ninjas. 
They just can't wait. <laughs> That's why they're black, so oh. you can't see them. Yeah, they hide in the shadows and they pop out. Snakes, they're in a hole and they wait to attack. Well, same thing with alligators. Alligators sit under the water and then you go down and just drink a little water and then all of a sudden, and you're dead. They get you. Well, they normally they're strong enough, like they'll pull a limb off. That's kind of their thing. Okay, tell me in New York City, like shithole New York City, what is there an animal that'll kill you? Rat. Pigeon? Rat? Exactly. That's my point. You Big go to beautiful rat. places. There are things that will kill you there. Are you going to bring up what I think you're going to bring up about our trip, by the way? I was just going to also say that we got cheated on Trivial Pursuit because my wife cause it took advantage of our drunken stupor. And, uh, and by the way, we were way ahead. Yeah, we were. But she kept making us leave the main circle. And come back. And then come and back. make our way back to yeah, it. Yeah, so we kept having to answer like three questions to the one that they had to answer. And she kept picking art and science. Art and or what, science no, or whatever we were terrible. What art was the final one that we got right? Art and literature. I art and literature. And, and we, we nailed it, but. I thought you were going to bring up my naps. You seem very upset about I, my I, naps. I actually was going to bring up. That was something else. So <laughs> as we finish off this segment of talking about family vacation time. Your daughter came up to me and she goes, is there something wrong with you? Okay. It's funny you mention it that way because. My wife takes me aside and said, what did you do with him last night? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he's, he's just tired. He keeps going to sleep and stuff. And I go, nothing. I was like, I came to bed like 10 minutes after you did. Like that, that first night, that Wednesday night, she thought that you and I stayed up to like 2 a.m. Because she left. She went to bed at like 10, 15. No, we I were was, like, we were good. Yeah, I was in, it was before 11. I was like, we were up like another 10 or 15 minutes and we went to bed. But then for some reason... She thought like I, I somehow drugged you or I, I, I fed you a bunch of liquor or, or we stayed up or we went out to the bars later. She was under this impression because I took three naps on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you just kept going to sleep again <laughs> and going to sleep again and then going to sleep again. All right. To my defense, first off, doesn't turkey like tryptophan that makes yes. you sleep? Number one. That's one. Okay. That's my first defense because I ate your delicious turkey. Hold on. Hold on. Just as a quick counter. My wife brought up. Yeah, he was napping even before we ate. Okay, well, okay, that brings up that brings up point number two. I'm laying down. I'm trying to put my son down for a nap, and when I try to put him down for a nap, you got the sound machine going, and you're singing, and you're rocking, and doing whatever. And then all of a sudden, my eyes kind of start to droop. Next thing I know, like I've got an awake child in my arms as I'm just passed out. So that's number two. Number three, beach takes it out of you. True. Like. Sun, we actually got some sun. Yeah. Sun, water, chasing a two and a four year old. Oh, by the way, your six year old up and down the beach trying to find the freaking boat that they lost in the ocean. That was uh, actually kind of funny. Along with collecting shells and everything else and digging holes. So it takes it out of you. By the way, did you notice how much easier it was to have a six year old and a nine year old on the beach rather than a four year old and a two year old? Yeah, because there's Los over in the corner sitting in his chair. With his drink, his vodka Sprite, responsibly yep. vodka Sprite, nailed it. Then there's me making sure that the ocean doesn't suck in a two-year-old because all he wants to do is just keep running as far as he can into the ocean until he gets over his head. Then there's a four-year-old who's going to get taken off by a swarm of seagulls because he just keeps feeding them and now they're attacking him. Meanwhile, Los has got a six and a nine-year-old and they just take care of themselves. They're just chilling. They're just digging holes. It's amazing and how they're, that They're works. playing salon. They're making, uh, they're making pools to put your feet in. They're ready to rub your feet. Yeah, it's a lot easier. All right, coming up next, should we expand? It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club.
Let's move over to Matt Chernoff. No, let's not. We're done. Who, during uh, our days when we head over to the Sports X, decides that all level of professional decorum goes out the window. It's a lot more loosey-goosey time. Yeah, you decided to... Well, I'll just say you bomb the entire studio multiple times. TV that's out, like his that's outdoor cool. TV. That's nice. So I can be smoking a heater outside watching right. one game that's and cool. still see the other game. Yeah. No, I looked at one of these Sunbright TVs and doing some surround sound and doing something out there, but it still doesn't solve the multi-TV option. What kind of TV? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Who was that? Who was what? That was loud. <laughs> like, that Matthew. was audible. That was audible. <laughs> Churn off. What? I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I'm sorry you're trapped in there with him. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about Chuck going in the control room. Oh. <laughs> is that working? This camera is awesome. Hold on. Keep that pose real quick. This camera. Dude, like they say, like the camera adds, what is it, 20 pounds? Same with the muscle. Yeah, it adds it like right on the muscle, too. I could arm wrestle Domino in this shit. This is awesome. Hey, can we do sports too? Because I don't know if you know I quit. It's audio fun bag. <laughs> Chapter 43, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. Also, book service online, 24-7. Phone number 770-451-5057. Yeah. Um, I haven't done sports in a while. I've been trying to talk to my two-year-old about it, and he just you know, wants to suck on my tit. That's not true. He's on a bottle now. Yeah, that seems like an odd thing to say that he's into. <laughs> so this is what I was going to bring up with you, and it leads to... Uh, sports? sports? Yes. Good. So I talked to your wife. We had some very spirited conversations. Oh, God. Because you, is... you were napping. Which time? And she would say, well, Brian, and that's when I knew she was serious. <laughs> or drunk. No, no, no. This would be like two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So this is when you were, this is when you were getting Brian nappy time. <laughs> Sweet, sweet baby bear getting okay, sleepy time. We get it. Boy, we get it. I take a nap. He took his warm milky and go sleepy for a little while. So we were sitting there talking, and uh, she did authorize, although she, and I know how this works, like she has to authorize it in order for it to work. Um, You've taken a lot of shots to set up this topic. Why don't you just set up the topic? She <laughs> is okay with us expanding and doing like, hey, we do our Wednesday evening show, but if we wanted to do some additional shows that we would record in the morning, you know, 30, 40 minutes worth of stuff. And it can be a little bit more sportsy or it can be non-sportsy. But she did say that it might actually help Brian to have that opportunity to be able to talk sports and do the stuff that he wants to. And our our audience, as I said, they're kind of cool with it. And our sponsors have said, don't really mind it. And there's other people that would like to be part of this podcast they would also we would be able to expand a little bit. Here's the thing, and she talked to me about this on the ride back from Florida. Can you like practice it or let me do it, Brian? You don't sound like my wife. Let us have this conversation. You need to have more like bitchiness to your tone, Brian. There you go. Let's have a talk about this. Um, she brought it up. Here's the thing. I just don't know if I have the time to do it, Los. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do it. If you want to expand, if you want to do videos or or Twitch yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying that we would do... Uh, yeah, I'll do... If you want to do the podcast two times a week, I'm in for that yeah, too. I would say like we do, we do our... Uh, we do this one on a Wednesday and we would do like a, a Monday and yeah, Thursday and we, and, just, and we just do yeah. it in the morning. And, and again, we're talking like 30, 40 minutes like we've been doing, but... We just do that one from home. It's going to sound a little different because I like I have a decent broadcast mic. 
I don't know what you have. I have dial-up. You, you have dial-up and a gamer <laughs> mic. You have a headphone mic, which might sound a little bit weird, but I think we set that up, and it's something else we can do, and it allows everybody to get a little bit more of this and allows you to be able to talk about whatever sports a little bit that you would like. So go ahead. Fire away your, your hot sports opinion. Hey, is Dalvin Cook and Zeus coming back next year for Georgia? You're the you're the draft guy. Uh, I think, and, and when I say Dalvin, I mean James Cook. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think James Cook will be coming back. I think Zeus would be as well. The reason why is that you you really you have to carry a pretty solid grade in order to leave these days. Okay, because what what happens is, and and this is this is uh, the the simplest way I can put this because I used to know the people in the NFL office that did this, and now I don't, so I can't tell you if it's how much it's changed. But what it would used to be. It was two these two young women who worked in New York, and what their job was to do is when prospects like like James Cook or Zeus would submit paperwork to the NFL, they would ask, "Can you get me a consensus on a on a draft grade?" Well, whoever did Jake Fromm screwed him, but keep going. Well, but that was the problem. He he received what he received, and and this is this is what they do. So what they do is they call around to a handful of teams. And as they've told me before, there's some you really trust with this stuff. You then there's some that are kind of flaky that really won't give you what they they think. So they'll call certain teams and say, "Hey, wh- what do y'all kind of have him generally as of right now?" Projecting, right? And the NFL is very uh, it's very important to them. They will tell you you can't take this to the bank because if you show up in Indianapolis for the combine and your knee is spaghetti, sorry. Your your grade is not going to hold. The NFL is going to sit back and say, "No, we we had we had you as a top sixty player. Now you'll be lucky to get drafted in the fifth or sixth round." Like that happens. But they what you end up getting is first round, second round, or after. And so Jake Fromm more than likely got a after second round grade. I just told you consensus. Here's what the here's could be what the, third. It could be could fifth. be third. Could be fifth. Could be seventh. We don't. This is just the general area. But if you have a consensus first round grade or a consensus, hey, top 60 pick, I just don't think Zeus or Cook will carry either one of those that makes it to where you say, okay, no doubt, i got to jump. Okay, based off what you just told me then, if those two come back, and I wanted either Matt to make a topic out of this or you to make a front office loss maybe about this, you realize what Georgia has coming back on offense next year? It's loaded. Like, if you want to just talk about receivers, Burton, Pickens, uh, you saw Aaron Smith in the last game, Kiaris Jackson is back. Oh, by the way, Dominic Blaylock. Then on top of it, JT will be back. Your entire offensive line, other than Ben Cleveland, will be back. And you just told me those two running backs are back. Oh, by the way, I'm not sure they're even the best running back you have back there. Might be Milton. I think it is Milton. And if he can earn the starter job, like, do you realize the amount of talent you were going to have offensively? And so when I was talking to Matt about this, you have to have certain things happen when you have a special year, especially on offense. I just thought back to, like, whether it was with Alabama this year, where Smith comes back even though he didn't have to and everything. Waddle came back even though he didn't have to. Look at LSU. They had the guys already there that stayed there for that Joe Burrow run and then put it all together. They were all there the year before when Burrow didn't put up any good numbers, but then all of a sudden they bring Joe Brady in and everything fits. They all have to be there. To think about Georgia and the amount of talent they have offensively, and we, we everybody talked about where's the talent receiver, where's the talent receiver. <clears throat> Look at that receiving room. Now you see it. Holy God. There is something different when you get the guy that can really sling it. And I I think, and it was Buck who brought this up, and I I couldn't agree with him more. What's different about Daniels is it's skill mixed with bravado, with swagger. Like, like I am. 
the, the plan was the plan was always for him. And this is this is the one thing I say when everyone says, oh, he'll be back next year. I'm like, just understand the family plan. The family plan was get out of high school early. That's now your graduating class. Three years to the NFL. Okay, well, now he's eligible to do that, but... He is, but look at the quarterback talent coming right. out in this draft right now. Like, this is not the draft to be a quarterback in. And I, I think that you really need a year's worth of good tape. Oh well, Good he's, good tape in order to say, all right, I just spent my, my three years worth of tape, check me out, and all right, we're going. You also have D-Rob, who I know he's kind of gone missing. You have him talking about coming back for another season at this point. And yeah. So the amount of five stars you would have in that receiving... Like, in that receiving wide receiver room is just ridiculous to me. So there we know Kirby's going to handle the defense. Oh my god, you want to compare this to like like compare it to the 2017/18 going in with Nick Chubb and Sony. You're never going to replace those two guys. Fine. Do you remember who we were throwing it to on the outside? Oh, barely at this point. I mean, they were such the focal point of that Wims, offense. Wims was your number 1. Wims and who was the other five star? Where has Ridley? No. Ridley, but Where Ridley has. Oh, Terry Godwin. Terry Godwin gone. Yeah. I mean, they, they were good players. They were, but, but they weren't. And it's not this the level. amount of depth that you have in that room as well. Like, I could I could literally name off six or seven guys that are either four star or five star town. D Rob, five star. Pickens, five star. Uh, Aaron Smith was a five star. Four star on Burton. Like, the list goes on and on how much talent there is there. I'm. I hate being in the middle of a season having to talk about next season, but damn, my nipples get hard just thinking about that. Do you feel like this is the conversation that you've wanted to have at your house? And Oh, no, no we, one, we've had the conversation, just nobody reacts to no it. No one can actually have this conversation with you, so <laughs> this is... This, what Honey, this is this is actually allowed for us to now do some more of these podcasts because you have like sports blue balls at times and you're like I got to get this point out. I looked at my wife. I go, I know Ben Cleveland has taken the invite to the Senior Bowl, but can he still come back for next year? Like even with the invite, Brian. You know I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't sound like her, Brian. You know that I don't care about whatever's going on with the local basketball team. She doesn't, but she does care about the uh, Senate runoff. Brian, you know that I only follow <laughs> politics, and I don't know what amendment freed the slaves. It was the 14th. I know, and I was just like, <laughs> she's like the 26th, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, whatever. All right. That's going to do it for us. You take us out, and uh, oh, I'm going to have to send you a link. you got to buy a different microphone or something, but we'll figure all that out. Why? What happened to my mic? No, I'm just saying that your home setup might need a little upgrade. Ain't ex- it ain't crazy expensive, but I'm just saying. You might need to upgrade a little. Dude, we're on AM. It's not a big deal. Maybe like your your camera. You might need a little change there. My camera's good. It's like a Best Buy deal. I got it for like 19 bucks. Increase your internet. Well, the internet's fine. You just can't pick up the phone when I'm using it. Well, thanks for dropping a big turd on me right before we signed off, Lowe's. I appreciate that.
everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win.